Welcome to Ego Netcast. I am Martin Lindeskog. Hi, Lisa Sicard. Hi, Martin. How are you? I'm fine. What are you thinking about? I'm excited to be on your podcast. We're finally actually talking after all this time we've been on uh, BizSugar communicating. Yeah, that's great. And I see you uh, you are an expert on uh, Twitter, even written a book about it. And you you tweeted about uh, thanking uh, Janice Walt about uh, mentioning you and said that she wanted to listen to a conversation with you. So here you are now. And we yes. have talked to you in the past about this. Yeah. You have been out uh, on a trip, right, in Europe? Yes, I was on a Viking river cruise in July. Uh, yeah. I was there for two weeks, and uh, it was just it was beautiful. I highly recommend anyone to do a riverboat cruise. Mm -hmm. It was just amazing. Yeah. It's the first time ever that I've had two weeks off for vacation, too. Wow. Yeah, it must be nice, man. So, and we we talked to here in the green room about how how long you, time you have been uh, on Bis Sugar. You have been there since two thousand and twelve, and so you have you've been there for a long time. And uh, we have talked back and forth in different ways, mainly on uh, uh, Twitter, but also on Bis Sugar, of course. And uh, we have read each other's blogs and other blogs. So it's fascinating, and you have submitted a plenty of stories here over time, over 300, I think. And you have commented wow. <laughs> almost 400, and you have voted for over 4,000 times. So you're well, a very active I member of BizSugar. I guess I have spent some time there. I remember yeah. the early days, I was following Arlene Smith um, on her blog. And I believe mm -hmm. she's the one that introduced me to the uh, community there. And that's how I got started. And it's been great. Great. It's a great way Thanks. to meet other people, you know, other people in the blogging industry. I read a yep. lot of different articles from there. Um, and sometimes you get featured on the, the small biz trends site from there. Mm -hmm. and that's, it's all fantastic. So it's really worth so. spending a little time. I, I would highly recommend it for any blogger to join. So we have to thank uh, Eileen Smith, Eileen at Eileen on Twitter and other social media platform. And, and as I said, uh, you have written a, a book uh, about uh, Twitter. Could you tell a bit about that book and your interest in yes. Twitter and how you use it? Yes, I started on Twitter a long time ago. I had a retail website. It was a medical scrub website. And... I started tweeting. I was just not tweeting about the products that I was selling on the website, but I was tweeting information, medical information, people that would use medical scrubs. And one day I got a tweet from a doctor in Texas and ended up making the largest sale from the website ever through Twitter. And that's how wow. I really became fond of Twitter and just mm -hmm. got all immersed in, you know, digital social media, digital media, um, through the sales of that website. So it kind of just, kind of just happened. Mm. And you have been, uh, nice to, to help me out sometimes. I, I, if I would pick one social media and we could talk about that in one uh, story that you have submitted that, uh, another person had written, but about to create your own hub, like the blog, and then you have different satellites, uh, like Twitter. 
But if I had to, and also when you get a question from a client, where should I be? Then of course you should be where your customers are and where you want to have interaction, etc. But if I had to uh, so-called uh, pick one uh, social media platform and tool, I would pick Twitter because I like the openness, transparency. You have to be, yeah, have to write short and sweet, even if it's now, uh, how, how many characters? 280? 280 now. Or, 280. Yeah, instead right. of 140. Um, right. So I like that form of it. Um, but but in a way, it have got some, how to say, not bad rap, but yeah. We have uh, people who are using Twitter very much <laughs> in different ways. And and I recently saw, like, a, it was a cover in a business magazine here in Sweden about uh, when uh, real Donald Trump on Twitter, I think his handle, when he tweets, uh, things happens with the stock exchange. So, yeah, that, that could be something to think about, the power of Twitter. Um, yes, but it's, you help. it's really, yeah. it's really one of the most misunderstood social networks. You yeah. know, when... When I go out and meet with local people that I, you know, help with social media, most of them are not familiar with Twitter. They don't know how to use Twitter. They're they're so familiar mm. with Facebook, or they may know a little bit about LinkedIn or Instagram. But when it comes to Twitter, it's it's amazing. There's not a lot of people that really understand it compared to yeah. some of the other social networks. So I think it's the most misunderstood. Yeah, and in in a way, it's Twitter's, you could say, fault also. I mean, or challenge. I like Twitter, and I know people who have been there, like in Blogger, people like Ev and others that had Blogger and then sold it and and doing other stuff. But it, they have have a communication challenge sometimes. I think. Uh, yeah, but as yeah. I said, I I like the the things that you the trending topics, for example. Lots of uh, information about news you get through Twitter, uh, and also hashtagging and and, and uh, so on. But as I said, it's misunderstood in in many ways. But may I ask you about that? You mentioned that um, because I'm I'm uh, traveling to a friend here in in Spain, uh, in Valencia, and he's a real estate agent. And you you are doing things for real estate agents in in your area in. On the in New England, right? Correct. Yes. yes Could you I tell tell a little about that because that's the power of yeah. uh, social media and and how to to learn about it in uh, hands on. Right. Right. I've um, worked with real estate agents for about thirty years. I was at a newspaper full time before I was doing what I'm doing today, and so I had a lot of relationships with different uh, clients in real estate. And so when I you know switched over to social media. That's how I became immersed in helping them with their social media. And hmm. what I tell a lot of people in, in real estate, they ask, you know, what social network to be on. It really depends who they're trying to reach and hmm. if they have content. You know, if they don't have a blog and they don't have a lot of content, I wouldn't recommend Twitter to them because they're going to be like, well, what am I going to tweet? You know, you hmm. really have to have some content to be on there. But if they're just on Facebook and they want to reach a younger female audience because the research is showing a lot of single younger women are buying homes, then Instagram is where they need to look at. So mm. it really depends on what they're doing and what they have as content. 
there's some great real there's a real estate agent I know up in Massachusetts, Bill Gassett. He's on Twitter. He's phenomenal on Twitter. But he has a blog. You know, he talks mm. his blog is all about real estate, you know, buyers, sellers, agents and he's all around, you know, content. So for him it's a natural. But for others, if they don't have that content per se, they may stick with Facebook or they may go to Instagram or use LinkedIn. So mm. So it really depends yeah. on what people are looking to do. Yep. And I think the, that's a sound of, advice. Yep. The yep. beauty of Twitter that I, I really like, though, is that you get to meet people. Where Facebook mm. and Instagram, usually you kind of know them first before you accept mm. them as someone, you know, on your page. Um, yeah, that's... But with a... Twitter, you, you meet them. I met some local friends here years ago. We had an earthquake in Providence, Rhode Island, which is very rare. And mm. I was following the trend on Twitter from, it was the southern part of the United States where the earthquake originated. It came up the East Coast. And I started talking to a woman in Providence who worked for another company. And we started tweeting with her and a couple other friends. We all went for, for lunch over the years. And I just went walking this afternoon with one of them. So it's, it makes it a, really a small world. Mm. Yeah, it is, and and uh, that's for for example, I see the you see the trending topic in areas and and so on. So I think that's a good thing, and Twitter have been very good to uh, pick up things that's happen and do it in a fast and quick way. So and and thanks again for your help when it coming because I have a hit as I said the Twitter follow limit rule now and then. Uh, I have my personal views why they haven't changed that for. People who use it in a serious way, but uh, that's their call. But uh, could you give uh, some tips again? I, I tweeted recently for uh, for a friend that wants to start blogging, and and she's working. She has several uh, things that she's doing. She has uh, talks uh, about uh, uh, like big issues in life and so on. And she has she's interested in photography, and she is also interested in mental health and exercising and so on. So she is on LinkedIn, she is, she is on Facebook and Instagram, and she will start to blog. And then she was thinking of how she would create a content schedule, content creation schedule, and what kind of automatic uh, tools uh, could you use? And and uh, I, I know, for example, I tweeted out, I'm still waiting for um, replies from Crowdfire, Hootsuite, uh, uh, Buffer, uh, Later, I think one is called, and somewhere else. Could you, could you have some uh, comments yeah. and thoughts about this automate automation and also how to uh, how to say uh, yeah. take care of your followers and so on on Twitter and others. Right, right. I personally love Agora Pulse right now because mm -hmm. I'm managing s several accounts, so for me it makes sense. Uh, when I went yeah, away and, on vacation, I had some. Yep. I have a, a couple freelancers. And I had one person dedicated just to my Agora Pulse that was able to respond to every social media account that I have, which was phenomenal. Mm. Um, so that was, I just can't say enough about it. I, I couldn't have really taken a vacation without using that tool and having someone, you know, to fill in for me. I've used the buffer in the past and I really like the buffer. If you only have, mm. you know, one account or a couple accounts, the buffer is, is really good. 
I did not like Hootsuite. I know it's a popular one, but I never found it mm. intuitive to use because I like to use the tools also on my phone. I'm always, you know, on the go. I can't be tied to the desk, you know, every day. So, yeah. and I've heard later's pretty good. I have heard later's mm. pretty good. So I would, you know, put some tweets in there, not only tweets that she's going to tweet out about her business, but even other people's like you can put feeds in the buffer. You can add other people's blog feeds hmm. so that you can you can pick the time of days, the days of the week in order to share them. One thing I noticed when people are starting to tweet, they're afraid to tweet too much. Hmm. So if she's only got, I don't know how many, do you know how many followers this person has? Uh, she's not on, I mean, Twitter yet. So she's mainly on Facebook, uh, Instagram and LinkedIn. Okay. And then she will start blogging. So, but she okay. wants to have, create like a content uh, schedule somehow. So she, if she, when she starts blogging, how could she post it on, on uh, Facebook and uh, Instagram? Maybe, maybe that's more manual, but uh, LinkedIn and other places like that. But then you have this yeah, you thing with a APIs and uh, what what's happening with the different tools there. Yeah. Yeah, you could use the tool for all, pretty much all the social networks. I I, okay. I post Agora Pulse with um, Instagram. The buffer, I think, mm. it just sends a notification to your phone that you just have to hit in order for it to go. But it's much okay. easier scheduling them than doing it on your phone, especially with the small phone and you're trying to you know get all that text yeah. in, make typographical yeah. errors. So it's great to schedule those out. Um, mm. So I do recommend that as as the tools and. Once you've got your schedule, you know, after that first month, then you kind of analyze and tweak as you go along. But yep. on Twitter, the weekends aren't as busy as during the week. So for someone new, I say, you know, Monday through Friday is your best times, maybe one or two tweets on the weekend. And and just to make sure that they they respond to people. You know, that's, that's hmm. huge. You don't want to just be tweeting stuff out and not responding or on any social yeah. network for that matter. Yeah. And that's good that you're saying that because that's like a segue for one question that I was thinking about because I like the automatic things, the idea and the theory behind it. And I also interviewed one of persons behind uh, at Buffer. Uh, he, I think he's now, uh, he was at the marketing department there. Now he's at, at some other company uh, and I could include that in show notes also. But I have this, my philosophical idea about it, have real time or in in time conversations. And I like the automatic in a way but I also want to be present uh, and I think that's one of the important things so when you're saying that uh, uh, it's something to think about and that's one one uh, thing that I want to talk about you recently uh, submitted a post on uh, uh, share with sugar and that was uh, on uh, this thing uh, do you run a self-driven blog or community driven business and I com comment on that myself, because as this podcast is called Ego, like I am in Latin, I think you should start with yourself. And often you have to do it. You have have, have several hats on, on your head and do your thing. Yes. And then eventually you could get help and be, uh, division of labor and you could create some kind of online community and people who you know, like and trust that you could share things with and also have interchange with and also some positive exchange but often it takes time so that's something to think about and then you have to be present also so you don't only so-called automatically 
uh, spew out things and then you want other uh, users to interact with you but you only do it very uh, on uh, like a rob robot way so that's something to think about to be if you want to participate in an online community and that same thing for like be sugar uh, we have seen that Gail uh, Gardner is doing a tremendous job there to introduce new users to the to the platform and to the mastermind. But it, it, it's interesting to see some people are joining, creating an account, and the first thing is that they want to sell something or link to their own stuff or whatnot. Right. Uh, it could be a culture uh, issue or something that you're up, up your upbringing or that you think that you should do that. And uh, to joke a bit, I'm a former purchaser, so I'm a bit allergic to this too salesly uh, thing or pitching or people who want to, yeah, market their stuff but don't listen to on the other way, no two-way street. So do you have any thoughts, comments on that? Uh, and advice maybe how to interact on an yes, online yes. community? I, I actually see that a lot on Twitter. I see some people that just retweet my tweets if it's their blog, but they don't retweet anything else of mine. I'm like, oh my God, that just drives yeah. me crazy. Like, I just think it's so selfish and I, I just don't understand the logic behind it. Um, so you really have to mix things up. You know, you have to share hmm. others. Share, you have to share yours too, because, you know, you have to toot your own horn. No one else will hmm. do it sometimes for you. So you have to get your stuff out there, but it's usually that tw that eighty twenty rule, you know, eighty percent mm. the other stuff, twenty percent your stuff. Mm. And it's interesting there, that's, but that's maybe another podcast. And I'm talking about ego and how to be selfish in a, in a true way, rational uh, self interest. Uh, but I understand what you mean when you're saying that, and and that's the thing that uh, I see people have a problem with and uh, but the good thing is that you could have a conversation you could have a, you could comment you could think about it and you could learn from it so and the 80 20 rules it's it's uh, applicable in in many in many different ways so that's that's fascinating and yeah, uh, and also... yeah? continue sorry, um sorry it could also be cultural because i've noticed that there's some folks out there that from other countries, they may tag you all the time, and it's like you're not even mentioned in the post or anything, but they're still tagging, uh -huh. you know, 50 people. Okay. And it's like, well, why do you tag all these people? You should only tag someone if they're mentioned, you're trying to, you know, let them know that they're mentioned, or there's something yeah. special for them, you know. And maybe so if someone would tag you all the time, then you're going to stop following them, or you might even block or mute them, you know, depending on yep. which network. Yep. And I have a benefit of doubt there that maybe it's, a, as you said, a culture thing and then maybe you could ask in a nice way what they, what's the meaning or what the, what's the intention. Uh, I do sometimes tagging like a ping. I like that uh, sound like ping pong. It could be like a CC carbon copy or for your attention or your information. Uh, so I think that I, I see something that could be of interest. So I think that you could do that, but if you see a long list only to, yes. to get attention or something like that, then it's more, uh, how should I say, uh, yeah, it's a different way of doing it. Uh, you, you wouldn't do that in, in, in a physical way, like having a megaphone or shouting or putting things in people's box, letter boxes or something like that. 
Um, and the same thing should be on online. But then uh, with Twitter, you could be, that's the interesting thing, like Twitter chats. I, I don't think Twitter thought about that they could have Twitter chats on Twitter. It, it evolved by itself, by a hashtag and people show up on a certain time on a certain topic. Uh, so I think that's uh, pretty interesting. And also you see hashtag, hashtagging with um, Instagram in uh, creative ways. Uh, it's it's harder with LinkedIn and, and Facebook when it's like a garden, uh, gardened place, um, I think. Uh, yeah. But you see some yeah. inter- interesting uh, ways of using uh, both Facebook and LinkedIn also. So, uh, so that, that's pretty pretty interesting. Do you have any other thoughts about uh, new media or, or future future things ahead? Well, I just, you know, I tell people not to do more than three networks because you don't want to be too overloaded. You know, when I first started this 10 years, almost 10 years now, I used to join every new social network. And now I've really kind of pulled back and just try to focus on the main ones. Yep. And it's it's interesting that you say so. I have an idea to relaunch my newsletter again because that could be a gold mine. And you could debate if it's that social media or not, but I think it belongs to your uh, your system. So like a newsletter, and I will always be a blogger in a way. Uh, and also for me, then specialization in podcasting. So blogging, podcasting, and a newsletter. Uh, but then you could, of course, be on LinkedIn, Facebook, and Twitter, and using that as your um, satellites out there. Uh, but I'm also curious to learn new things. So that's, that's the thing. So, and I have to keep on, uh, up to what's, what's happening, but I will not join every new social network that's out there. That's, that's for sure. But right. I, sometimes you have to learn was, about it and read about it and so, yeah. Yes. Yes. I was uh, happy to read recently about posting on Facebook pages that you shouldn't post as often. Mm-hmm. I was like, that just cut down a little bit of work, you know. Yeah. But it's it's just that whole algorithm, you know, the organic algorithm of Facebook for pages. You know, if you post too much, it's it's not a good thing. So you've got to kind of be careful uh, yeah. how often you know you post. So. Uh, and that's and now uh, stories are huge. That's yeah, I think I haven't added more work. You got to do yeah. stories on a daily basis. So yeah. So uh, yeah, it's it's fascinating because I haven't started. I I uh, uh, watch stories and so on, but I haven't done it so much yet, uh, because I still wonder about. Okay, you do something and then it disappears. Uh, what's the meaning of, about that? But uh, I, I I get it. The but uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it it could be that. But I don't. I mean, that's the thing. Uh, I've been thinking about this a lot, and I will talk more about it. And I uh, open to. People could hire me to talk about that and have workshops and so on. Because I'm for social media, I'm also called a social media evangelist. But as you said, uh, the fear of missing out, uh, the stress, uh, the things that you always have to be on it, uh, could have effects on on your life and your business life. So um, I I will present some ideas about that. And one book uh, that I highly could recommend is Brian Solis' book, uh, Life Scale. And uh, he, he, he thinks lots of about this issue and also giving some, uh, how to say, uh, positive uh, solutions, how, how you could 
find a balance and and uh, in your life and also scale it uh, also so life scale by brian solis sounds like a good book that sounds like a great book yeah and uh here is as another post that you did uh, was about uh, methods for saving money in your business today uh, could you give some examples how you could save uh, money and maybe also time and be yeah. more effective and efficient it's Yeah, it's just really keeping track because I find that a lot of business owners, you know, they'll they'll start spending, they'll start investing on different things, and then they don't know what they're investing in. I I just spoken to a client this morning, and they were advertising on two different sites, spending all this money, and they didn't know what they were getting. I'm like, you really got to call and find out what are you getting for your money, and then let's you know make a decision: are you going to stay with it or not? If you're not seeing the value, why do you keep spending? Mm-hmm. You know, so it's it's. It's just really staying on top of it because once you get busy, you know whatever business you're in, you get busy in the day to day. You're not looking at that budget. I love keeping just a little Excel spreadsheet myself every time you know there's an expense. Mm. I just kind of mock it and just to kind of keep track where I'm at month to month. And when things get you know when the the dollars get a little bit bigger, it's like okay, is there something I can cut here for this month or next month, and kind of look at it that way. Yeah. And that that's what when you're saying that uh, as a solopreneur, that's what I've been thinking about and also talking about on my podcast. I like lots of services and I appreciate uh, things and people who develop apps, applications, and programs and softwares and tools. But it, when you add it up, it it could be pretty expensive for a small small business owners, and you, you have to think about it of what what you could get out of it. But um, yeah, that's something uh, topic to probably discuss on Peace Sugar and others. And uh, it's interesting to that we, this new mastermind uh, group is now on the Soho um, tool there and the suite. So that, that's fascinating. Um, uh, yes. This company, how they have developed different um, products and services for small business owners. So, who would you like to listen to? Uh, on uh, next uh, bis sugar profile feature profile here in user i would i would love to hear eric emmanuel from mm-hmm. no passive income i'm yeah. always interested in trying to find other ways of you know the pa- the no passive income it's just i would, i would like to hear that yeah great i i've interviewed uh, eric on on my podcast show here ego netcast in, in the past and we had a great conversation so i will definitely do that and we will focus on how he how he is using this sugar and what he thinks about it and also uh, maybe some tips for future do you have any things like that uh, like wish list on on uh, future features on this sugar or some reflection about uh, now you have been here for for such a long time um uh, yeah, like would, like an ending I'm, here i'm happy to hear yeah Yeah, I'm happy to hear that there's going to be some new blood, you know, because a lot of older blogs, a lot of bloggers have stopped blogging. Mm-hmm. You know, every day I get like a broken link report and I go, you know, click to check on the link at some blogger that no longer blogs, their blog's been shut down. So having some new blood on there I think would be awesome. Mm-hmm. And that one thing I don't like, the little ad at the bottom, it's always like popping out at me. Yeah. They could just change the way that looks. I think that'd be awesome. Yeah, is that on the uh, Beast Sugar Share or is it on the uh, yes. yeah? Yep. 
and and that's a it's always like it's always in the way sometimes i'm like trying to do something i'm like yeah and i don't have (laughs) i have a laptop and it's not so big screen so i hear you uh, and uh, probably anita campbell and others will listen to this and that's good and i think we should be like uh, open and giving that kind of feedback and on the other hand the whole thing to run this uh, is to get like uh, advertising smart advertising and I've heard that they have been pretty successful with uh, the ad company that's putting in that. Uh, I now I is it is yeah I I could include that in the show notes because you could see that uh, uh, because very recently I think it was um, how to say a fair or a conference with them. So so they're doing it in a smart way compared to the maybe big players and uh, but but I hear you and and if you could do it so it's not in your face and as i said it will be probably for for another topic with this because that's the same thing with these pop-up things and others that's not on this sugar but i have seen that on other places and you have i mean ads that following you along and so on or in your way Uh, and i think that could be a bit annoying but at the other hand on the other hand i understand why you could use that because you could run the business in that way and you need to get Yes, uh, talk. We, you need to get income in different ways, passive and right. active. I totally, I totally understand that. I know because I, I sold ads in print media and digital for twenty five years, so yeah. I totally get that they need to. I, I'm, I appreciate that they have the ads because that way we don't have to pay yeah. beyond there. But so you it's could a good service. So but I, it's I very totally good. Understand. It's good, good if you could tweak that. So so that could be like a design right, or right. programming just, thing. So that's that's good. What I've done, I mean, if you see that one and uh, if it's on your way, I mean, when, when you, because it could be scripts and so on also. So that's good to report if something is happening that's not working. Otherwise, I right. think uh, somewhere in the corner where you could click it so it uh, it closes. Um, but uh, for me, as an ending on this, uh, this is, uh, it's interesting how uh, you could get served interesting ads because depending on your location and so on, and and what you have right. clicked on before, uh, so yeah, it's a, a fascinating topic, uh, Lisa. So that's uh, thanks for your feedback on that. And uh, how could listeners find you on the net? They can find me through Inspire to Thrive is my blog. Mm-hmm. Um, on Twitter, Lisa Pat B is the main handle. I do have an Inspire to Thrive as well, but I use the Lisa Pat B more frequently. Um, so you can tweet me. I have um, the Inspire to Thrive Facebook page. I'm on Instagram as Inspire to Thrive. So you can find me just about anywhere. Yeah, great. So thank you for your time, Lisa. Do you have any ending note here that you want to say before we wrap it up? I just want to say thank you. Thank you very much for having me. And um, I'm happy that Biz Sugar is continuing to move forward. and that it's it's getting more engaging and more people are coming on. I'm real excited about that. Mm-hmm. Thank you very much, Lisa. I recommend it to any blogger. That's something I always, you know, any bloggers that say, where should I be? That's one of the places. On, you know, top, top 10 on my list there. <laughs> good. Yeah, that's a good tip. So thanks again for spreading the good word, Lisa, and uh, talk to you soon again. All right. Thank you very much, Martin. 